Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast, live from the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today, Dave Anderson, and our producer, William Jeffries. And today we'll be talking about screen sharing. I think we've all been screen sharing for some time for the past couple months since we all have been locked in together. And we're going to discuss some of our favorites and some classics and figure out which one's the best out of all of them, I guess. <laughs> it's a contest. I mean, there's like a lot of new things that are coming out. You know, it takes a minute for technology to catch up with the situation, but there's definitely some some different options coming on the market. I think it also takes a minute to hear about these things. Screen So I think has been out for a while, but I just heard about it this week. Oh, yeah? I, I haven't heard about that one yet. Screen So it's from the... The people who brought you Screen Hero way back when. Oh, man. Classic Screen Hero. They're back on the screen. Screen Hero was my jam. And then Slack bought it and ruined it. And ruined it. it. It was it, the worst. Why, why would any organization do such a thing like that? It's messed there's, up. Uh, there's actually a pretty good... I'm looking at the website. There's actually a pretty good write-up on why the founder of screen hero got acquired and then started building a similar tool again because slack killed it that's why yeah (laughs) i mean he's like his letter is like oh you know bundling software is hard and the performance gains that we had made with screen hero didn't translate once it was bundled into slack slack is a bigger heavier tool which seems kind of like just throwing shade on Slack. Like their performance issues were so bad that it ruined our tool. So I had to start <laughs> a new one. I mean, it is it is pretty I mean, pretty bad. Yeah, I <laughs> don't Slack, really Slack, I don't really they, mind they throwing did some, some work. shade on Slack after they murdered Screen Hero. They they've but, done some work on it recently to make it a, little, a bit faster, but you know, it's kind of a chonker. I mean, I felt like I was able to do a whole lot more on Screen Hero than what I can do now on Slack. Yeah, they nerfed the best features. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I've ever opened up Slack for the purpose of, like, clicking and and controlling a computer and stuff like that. And I think that Screen Hero was really good in that regard. Like, to me, the Slack integration of pairing with someone or screen sharing in general is no different to me than Zoom, for example, where it's just like, I'm looking at your screen and we're sharing things. And I on Slack, I can occasionally, you know, draw a smiley face on your screen and be annoying. <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. Like, you can't collaborate deeply, but there's that. Like, it's definitely like a good, like, default if you don't have any of the other tools set up. don't have anything else. Right. Yeah. You have literally no options. <laughs> then right, just right, use right. the built-in Slack one. Yeah. I mean, even their regular audio comms, even when they're not streaming video, it's the least reliable of any mm-hmm. of the tools. Yeah. Drops the most calls. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting to like screen came out and I'm looking at their Twitter. It was March 24th. So like pretty good timing with, you know, everyone going into lockdown. I think they had to launch early to hit that. Oh, I'm sure. But like also funny with all the wind in the sails of Tupol, who, you know, we've we've talked about before in the podcast. 
kind of also trying to fill that spiritual hole left by Screen Hero. How did Screen So stack up? Are there any like different or interesting features? Screen So is more feature rich. They do video so you can see the other person that you're pairing with while you're pairing. I mean, I think that's the most noticeable. That's the most noticeable difference. Tupla has that too now, actually. But they also have like built-in chat and they have like a little panel with stats. It feels like a perhaps it is marketing itself more toward a general audience and less toward a programmer audience. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really loved having the video while I was pairing. I thought that was a major value add. But then there was a perf- major performance trade-off. It was noticeably shakier than Tuple. I mean, you have that sweet, sweet internet from Korea. I don't know if it stacks up in comparison to our very brittle USA infrastructure internet. So I'm sure <laughs> you were able to connect and screen share plus video sounds like a lot of data transfer. Yeah, I'd be curious what your experience is like if you guys try it. I'd be interested in giving it a go. I think it's free right now for the coronavirus outbreak, which is pretty Yeah, dope. I'm curious to give it a shot. I mean, like, it's good to have like some different like tools in your bag in case one isn't working so good. Like you're, you're saying, identifying like some bandwidth issues with one tool, you try a different tool and see if that works a little better. My colleague who I'm pairing with a lot right now, he's like in a shack in Vermont on a lake and it's beautiful. It looks like the best programming experience that you could hope for. I did have him do a speed test and it's, you know, 15 down and two up. Wow. Which rough. Oof, is it nineteen ninety nine over here? DSL dial up. <laughs> two yeah. up is not enough to screen share. You will have to host. <laughs> yeah. Is fifteen down is high enough to see your screen, but Yeah, that sounds rough. Although yeah. I, I was actually very impressed. So the first day we were working and he was in this beautiful shack did not work so good. Because there was four people on like video chat or other platforms doing heavy work. But then like the second day, less people were working. It actually worked. We did fall back to Zoom to do more of like a one-way screen share without like as much of the, the rich features. Because Zoom just kind of, it was a little bit more adaptable to like scaling back to more of like a slideshow kind of experience for him <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> and like less less resolution more compressed and mm-hmm. so like obviously it's not a good experience for day-to-day you want more clarity and frame rate and response time from like one of those like more advanced tools but if you're in a pinch then something like zoom will, will also work fine have any of you used any editor-based screen sharing tools where, you know, not literally sharing your screen where people can see, like, your browser and stuff, but you mentioned you pair program, and I'm wondering if editor sharing software would make things a little faster because you're not, like, sharing video, megabytes of videos that you need to share through a screen, more so than just code that's being typed up. 
I'm curious if that has alleviated some of the problems that any of you may have when pairing. I've used Teammate for like Tmux sharing, which allows you to share both a terminal and a Vim editor if you're using Vim. I guess Emacs also, any terminal-based editor. But I really missed being able to see the other person's browser. The same issue with Flubits. Did Flubits, which is cool because that one allows you to pair cross editor if the other person uses a different editor. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So I can be working in Sublime and you can be working in VS Code or whatever. Yeah, because like I've used the VS Code editor sharing software and like the collaborator, I think it's called, and that one was pretty cool. But I do agree with you. The idea of if you're working something on the front end, you know, you do a little typey typey and then you command tab and reload the Chrome, like they don't get to see that second part, which it makes it very, very difficult for them to know to share the same excitement when your CSS is finally working. That's true. But I think like in this case where I'm trying to work within the bounds of the two up, sending that lower number of uh, amount of data, like just the characters that are changing and key presses and things like that. It's not like that actually could be a good alternative. So we're using VS Code, and I know that that supported this kind of remote coding feature for a while, but I did hear recently that IntelliJ added an experimental feature for their editor as well. And I think I'm going to be doing a bit more Python. Right now we're doing like a lot of React and front-end development, but I think we're doing more Python development. So I think it might be time to dust off my IntelliJ license and... Oh, what is it? PyCharm? Yeah, PyCharm. Yeah, so the base, like, IntelliJ editor, it, there's, like, a lot of shared code with everything, and there's a new Code With Me plugin that you can use with, like, the 2020 IntelliJ release. Oh, wow, that's dope. Yeah, I think I, I tend to forget that, like, you don't need to install the specific language preferred IDE, and you can just get IntelliJ and then download all the plugins for it. Yeah, I probably could have used PyCharm. Like, I have a PyCharm license, but like, I probably could have used it for this React work that we're doing. But like, I'm not touching any Python code at all, and I felt like a little weird using PyCharm. Yeah, it's like using a, a saw as a hammer or something. But it really <laughs> is the same tool under the the hood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could shell out for WebStorm. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man. They would love Webstorm. that, wouldn't they? But I think you also mentioned before, in the meantime, I think it is natural when pairing with someone. I always find myself like, oh, I can always fire off two poles to pair with someone. But usually when I'm like, hey, you have five five minutes, I mean, it's never just five minutes, but like you, you have five minutes to talk about this problem that I'm having. And then it's usually like a Zoom session that we're having, and then we end up pairing over Zoom. There's that or even Google Meet. I know that there are people out there who, who are like, ugh, I'm not going to join a meeting with Google Meet. Get out of here. Send me a Zoom link <laughs> and stuff like that. But I tend to use Zoom when I need to like hash them out. Yeah, I don't know. I've like used all of these things. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You think that I would just be like, oh, well, like, I'm just going to use this one thing that works. But just today, I was trying to work with the designer and... They like didn't even have Zoom installed. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to use Google Meet. And, you know, worked fine. What? Coming, coming, they coming didn't have Zoom way. installed? 
Yeah, like they had just got a new computer or something. Uh, and okay. So like they just that guy's safe. Well, that person is safe. Excuse me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know everybody, I always get dirty looks when I um or dirty comments rather when I'm like, oh yeah, send you a Google Meet. Like check out. They're like, ugh, no, don't do that. Send me a Zoom link, please. And I'm like, okay, because you know <laughs> people are all about that Zoom right now. <laughs> that virtual background game is crazy. That's why. Right. Got to get on that. Yeah, I got to get on that game. i heard there's like a new feature for like adding weird faces like what is that app that the the young people use oh 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 bro you don't know i mean uh for (laughs) for our audience out there you can't see but i got a little curly mustache on my zoom right now and it's pretty nice oh yeah (laughs) what what yeah man uh, what? This is one, no. of the many, one of the many one of the many features of Zoom is uh, they got the new video filters. So switch my camera, curly mustache where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know, Ben Ben Ornston, When are you putting this feature in Tuple? Yeah, we we're gonna need the we gonna need this in Tuple. And I got my 3D glasses on. Wait, you know? how do you do this? Just video cards, baby. Oh, I don't know to be honest. Uh, so you got to click that little carrot. You click the carrot and it says choose virtual background. Right under it says choose video filter. And oh. then, bro, I have one eye, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Look, uh, my bar is loading. I have a loading bar above my head. Yeah. So when I'm, and, it's, and the weirdest thing is like, I'll, I'll have one of these joking around and then come my next meeting tomorrow where I have to start a pair programming session with someone and I got a curly mustache waiting for them before we start pairing <laughs> is kind of what happens. Yeah, I think whether it's Zoom or Slack or Meet, those are pretty good collaborative software. Like you can't really pair on someone's machine. Like you can't be a driver if someone has like a Zoom link. It's very hard to do that. And I think that like Tuple and Screen.io makes it a little bit easier to do that kind of pairing session. Has anybody used Use Together? Use Together? Yeah. I did use that many years ago in the before time. It's been a while since it was like just coming out. So it was like a little rough around the edges, but it worked pretty good. Like it had the multi cursor game, which wasn't even in Screen Hero, which I was mourning at the time. So it was it was pretty good. I never used a used together before. But I imagine multi cursor must have been like game breaking at the time and being able to click and identify who's where and and whatnot those are always fun i used to remember having a jolly old time in screen hero with that i mean surprisingly one of the most clutch features is just gesturing wildly at the screen like if you can like sketch on the screen then that is i like i can't go back to not being able to draw on the screen like you can do that in zoom if you pull down like annotations but it's not like made for like this kind of transient notation, like this really quick like back and forth of like drawing on something or calling attention to something. It's like if you're using the annotation in Zoom, then it's like for a whiteboard session. So it's a little bit different of a focus. Yeah. And I always tend to forget how to erase my annotations. So it's just like on the screen for like <laughs> 15 <laughs> minutes because I always forget how to do it. 
that's just disrespectful. You're basically just graffitiing their screen. Like. Yeah, and I, and I really don't mean to, but it's just like, oh yeah, you see that line right there on line 23, and then like I try to underline that line, and then it's just there the whole time because I forget how to erase it. So <laughs> annotation on Zoom is something I like try not to do. I'm curious if you guys if I have ever used any other like screen sharing. I know that like a lot of the stuff that we do program programmatically. You know, Tuple's really good at like pair programming, screen I.O. and use together. I know that one layer beyond that, like we mentioned, is just like Zoom, Slack, and Meet where we're just looking at the screen and kind of going through the code without actually like getting our hands in there. But has anyone ever used something even more lower level of screen sharing? Because as we were coming up with this topic, I had some classics in mind. There's the built-in screen sharing software that comes with all Macs screen sharing i did not know that yeah yeah what? if you just type screen sharing into your spotlight it'll pop up with an app called screen sharing oh my gosh with osx i need to screen share with somebody i've never seen this screen before it seems like so sus though i, I just like open it up and it's just it's just a text box that says connect to a thing <laughs> yeah There's it's like- very low level there's not a lot of extra bells and whistles you can't friend to other people and have like a short list of friends or you definitely don't have like multi-cursor or drawing on screen or any of those fancy features no video but it's pre-installed on every mac so if you don't want to have the other person go through a painful setup process you can just have them use built-in screen sharing i imagine it's like it's probably pretty close to the metal too, like pretty lean in terms of like the bandwidth that it's going to be using as well. Yeah, it should be fast. Oh man, I need I need friends to try this out. I don't think I've ever used this before. I definitely have to give this a go. The the one I had in mind was VNC. I think it was like I forget what the acronym stands for, but I remember using that to screen share to like a completely different machine that I had installed in the network to just so that I can do that, which I thought was pretty cool. Virtual network computing. I don't think anyone on purpose would have this installed for the sake of collaboration though. Uh, (laughs) I I remember like, (laughs) but it was cool. The coolest kids would do this. Oh yeah, definitely. I always tried to get like the remote desktop set up, like the RDP on windows, but I, I would, get frustrated by that as well (laughs) like sometimes it would work but yeah there's different protocols for doing screen sharing like there's also x11 that you can use on linux oh wow that sounds like some cool kid stuff right there though x11 (laughs) it's just like so esoteric like you you know that it's not going to be like user-friendly at all like you've got to like know what you're gonna do like you're not gonna like you're definitely not going to have a friends list at all or even like maybe not even a text box to enter a friend uh, into. Yeah. Oh, it's um, called, I just Googled it. It's called X11 VNC. So it's possible that it's like a Win, uh, Linux derivative of the VNC application for Windows. Oh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's like just the standard it uses or something. Yeah. The, the one that I did have some success using in like a past life as like an IT person was team viewer. Oh man, you know, just team like viewer. Connecting to people's computers and controlling them and that was that was pretty cool. But I, I I've never used it like actually for collaboration. It felt like it was always kind of like 
I am controlling your computer now. I'm yeah. the captain kind of thing. Uh, I'm the captain now. I need to do I need to make changes to your MS config <laughs> or <Right>. Windows. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I am just gonna edit your registry. Goodbye. Oh yeah. You know, to you know, to make it faster. <laughs> but yeah, those are those are definitely more I don't want to use the word industrial, but it sounds like more underground level screen sharing software. <laughs> Not normal on the field of, of our of our job, I guess. It's good that there's so many options out there that are like fully featured, heavyweight, user friendly, or lighter weight and using less of the bandwidth. Yeah, I'm actually really curious if there's anything we might have missed, like we mentioned before, like technology doesn't move too fast for us to know what would be very beneficial for us to either pair program or collaborate with the designer. But Tuple, I definitely got Tuple installed. You got the Zoom, Slack, and Meet whenever I need to. Definitely have to check out the screen.io. And screen.so. Oh, my bad. Screen.so. Screen.so for those who are interested in checking that out see what works for you on the on the field and pairing as we are all at home i haven't seen william in many many months now because he's been far away in korea dave could be just as far away because i haven't seen him since february i think and uh well i've seen your face in zoom yes that is correct but right as we are all you know at home we have to find the best ways to collaborate and the all the software we mentioned is probably a start of that yeah, I'm sure we missed stuff too. Is there a way to like pair program in Google Doc? I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure there's all <laughs> sorts of different collaborative software that's not like programming related, but I have no idea. Uh, I know there's like Miro. I know that's one of them. People love that one. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Shout out to the kid Miro if that's if that's uh, what I think it is. But I know that's one of those uh, collaborative software. That's outside of the realm of what we are screen sharing, but those are very interesting. Yeah, let it, yeah, let us know. We'll have a sequel. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, And me, your host, Michael Nunez. Thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.